Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the universe, fantasy footballers, Dynasty League dirtballs, NFL draft fans, and DFS degenerates worldwide, this is the Roster Watch Podcast, presented by RosterWatch.com. Roster Watch Nation, prepare for pop, flash, and sizzle. Prepare for knowledge bombs and cockamamie business. The Roster Watch crew is here to deliver the goods you can't find anywhere else. Here is your host, RosterWatch.com Editor-in-Chief, Alex Dunlap. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast presented by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, here of course with Roster Watch co-founder and managing partner Byron Lambert. This is a DFS edition of the podcast. We'll be talking week 14. We'll be talking the main slate, mainly over on DraftKings because we live, live in Texas and because that's where we play, because the assholes at FanDuel decided to get up, skedaddle out of here, while DraftKings said, fuck you to our attorney general, we're staying in Texas for all the degenerates that we have there. So uh, we'll be talking mainly uh, using DraftKings pricing, but uh, of, of course you can take the information away, whether you're playing on DraftKings or on FanDuel. Just a quick reminder before we get into it, uh, if you like the podcast, if you enjoy the podcast, if you like us doing these uh, DFS editions of the podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It would mean the world to us. The other thing that would mean the world to us is if you're not already a pro member at rosterwatch.com, membership's cheaper than a cheap cup of coffee, and uh, we're about to get started with all of our maniacal uh, NFL draft analysis, our travels, our travails. We have Senior Bowl preparations already underway. It's going to be a bigger and better year than ever. They're at the Senior Bowl, the Combine, the Pro Day Tour. We'll be you know, taking you with us every step of the way with all of our rookie intelligence, which is uh, leading across the whole industry. So uh, without further ado, let's get into the Week 14 overview here for DFS. Now, I'm, 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 I'm pretty interested about what the model spit out this week. We'll, we'll get into, into a lot of that. Of course, you can find all of our DFS content, the DFS cheat sheets for DraftKings, for FanDuel, uh, you know everything that our analytics with, within the model uh, is saying to do this week. Also, the Vegas tool, which will be up at some point on Saturday. Um, all that and more with a pro membership at rosterwatch.com. But I, yeah, I was a little bit interested in, and I'm always interested in what the model kind of kind of pops out with, and whether or not the players I'd suggested as my personal inputs into the model uh, for this for as a staff trend, uh, whether they kind of coincide with with what the model had you know, kind of been thinking or had been, you know, wanting to spit out prior. And as usual, a lot that the, we we were thinking in the, along the same lines as, as the model. And then, I mean, a lot that I just say, what the fuck, man? I can't believe some of these guys keep showing up, but we'll, we'll get to all of it. Any, any thoughts, just, you know, overview on the whole entire slate, or do you just want to kind of get it started with how you like breaking it up between the early and the afternoon one? Any sick type of personal gratification or confirmation bias that you get when you go in there and you see that some of the guys you recommend. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and, and, and you figure that, you know, the fact that we do each have a staff trend that adds to those trends. So like, let's say I like this week, I really liked, of course I really liked, um, 
Josh Gordon, you know, and you look in there and you see that, you know, he's just got a ton of trends and you know that, you know, you liked him and that I liked him and band probably liked him. So we had like three staff inputs there as trends. So you wonder, you know, is, is it, <laughs> they, they, they clearly wouldn't have been as high, you know, if, if our trends wouldn't have been put in, but with that being said, I mean, it, it, you know, he's a guy that would have made the cheat sheet with, without a single staff trend even being in there. So, yeah, it gives you a little bit of gratification. Then you got the guys like the Demarius Thomases this week that I absolutely hate that for some reason our analytics sort of like. I can understand why for the life of me, but, you know, those are the guys uh, you don't go rogue and get them off. That's 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 what we've learned. But we'll we'll, we'll go through all these guys. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about them all. Why don't you just get us started out with some of the decision points that you're coming to as you're going through some of your initial builds? Yeah, it's a, it's a big burly slate once again, and it makes it tough to uh, to digest. It really does. And so we're going to keep doing what we've been doing lately that's really been helping us out, and that's dissecting this thing by the slate. Uh, By the way, how fucking money was this pod last week when we told you to do the to do the Philip Rivers Keenan Allen stack with the Baltimore Ravens Alex Collins stack and kind of and kind of build build from there with some of the I mean it was a it was a hope you guys made some cash we we know a lot of you guys did who sent us in screenshots and certainly love getting those screenshots and those emails from you guys but yeah that, it it was a good way to break it down last week so I I think we should go with that again yeah and so what we want to do is bring some clarity to the situation which is going to help bring some intuition to our build. So when you look at the AM slate on DraftKings, the early slate, the noon slate, it's the eight-game slate. The very first question that you're confronted for, Alex, is are you going to pay up for Alex Smith or are you paying down for somebody like Andy Dalton, Deshaun Kaiser, or maybe even some kind of cockamamie Eli Manning narrative? Let's see. Let me get. Let me pull up the I, – I don't – I don't, I'm, I'm not nearly as good as breaking these slates up as you are. Let me go and just pull up one of the early slates so I can look and see who we're talking about here and whether or not some of the guys I'm thinking of are even on here. Let's see. Class. Okay, so the Sunday early only eight gamer. Fucking pick them. I don't want that. All right, classic. Okay. Uh, golly, Alex Smith is top of the board here, isn't he? And, I mean, let me say off the bat, Alex Smith is my favorite quarterback this week. At home, uh, at home versus Oakland, those corners are just about to. Those corners get burned by speed, and that's what Tyreek Hill has. Um, these, the, you know, everybody on that defense gets burned by the tight end. I think Travis Kelsey's a guy that I'm making a huge priority this week. Even though as we get to tight ends, we'll probably talk about a few that I feel are very, very viable in the value tier. But I just think that that Alex Smith to Travis Kelsey is an excellent way to kind of start things out and. Uh, you know, build around. When I look at guys I co- could possibly pay down for, a guy that didn't make the cheat sheet was Dak Prescott, and I was a little bit surprised by that. He was one of my, um, one of my personal, uh, you know, a guy that I was personally uh, putting in there as a staff trend, just because we have not seen his price this low all season on DraftKings. He's all the way down at fifty six hundred. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleventh. I mean, he is. He's. He's. He is. Less expensive than Brett fucking Hunley. So I think that Dak Prescott to Des Bryant going against a Janoris Jenkins list secondary and a New York Giants team that's absolutely quit. I think that that's an interesting kind of low-cost stack there. So I would look down to Dak. And then, you know, somebody who I didn't see either of you guys talk about, uh, and I agree with the the Deshaun Kaiser. He's been a guy that's been – 
a top 12 quarterback, I believe, in three of the last five weeks. It's just in those other two weeks where, where, where he's absolutely brutally bad. But, you know, Deshaun Kaiser brings a really good floor along with the fact that I, I want to play a bunch of Josh Gordon. So, uh, you know, if I'm expecting a big game from Josh Gordon, I sort of expect that to rub off uh, a little bit on Deshaun Kaiser, couple that with the, couple that with the uh, rushing floor and a little bit of upside there. I, I kind of do like him. But the guy who you, neither of you guys seem to like and the model didn't seem to like, and maybe it's just because he does, there's not enough inputs for the model to like him yet, is, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to play Houston. You didn't like the way he looked versus Chicago? I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I just didn't think he was the best option at that price range. Who do you like better in that price range around 5100 for for the early slate? Kaiser? I like Dalton. I like, like Dalton. You like Dalton? Yeah. At home versus Chicago. It's an uh, uncommon opponent. And, and like I said, I am I've I've I do also think there's a little bit of a weird Dak Prescott Jason Witten, Des Bryant thing that could be going on this week, and but the other the other side of that fence is the cockamamie Eli Manning narrative. So, forty eight hundred, forty eight hundred dollars, forty eight hundred dollars. Another guy that I can, I can take a look at there. Um, I think the point is, if you're paying up, you're going to be paying up for Alex Smith in the early slate. And if you don't want to pay up, there's a whole host of options from about forty eight hundred to about fifty six hundred. Well, that we think are interesting. And on Kaiser, I mean, there's there's reason to be interested in both Corey Coleman and Josh Gordon this week. So then you have to say, well, doesn't that mean there could be something here going on with Deshaun Kaiser? But I know Las Vegas, I know that most industry rankings are very high on the Green Bay Packers defense this week. I actually think that's a little bit of a trap. I'm not as sold on the Packers defense. No. As, dude, why Why is their pricing on DraftKings the most expensive defense well, there is? They're shitty. We'll talk, we can talk about that in a, in a little while. However, I think in the end when you boil it down, most likely what you need to do is pick the correct Browns wide receiver. And then, you know, if you boil it down to that, maybe Kaiser's not quite as appealing as you might think. But that's a, that's, that's a sneaky uh, play there. So in the end, are you going with an Andy Dalton, a Deshaun Kaiser – an Eli Manning, a Jimmy Garoppolo, Alex, or if you're in, uh, if you if you got to make a decision, are you just going to go ahead and pay up for Alex Smith? I think I'm going to pay up for Alex Smith. I, I do, do. Do you have the CSV? Like I know we don't have the cheat sheet up. You'll be able to find it at rosterwatch.com. Let me just go and pull up the CSV that'll have the ownership data on it, and just see kind of where he's projected as far as ownership. Um, let's see. We have him at. Oh, I think that's far. I think it's too low. I mean, we have him at somewhere between nine and 15, 10 to 15%. I just think that's too low. That's on the full main slate. Um, I think he'll be more like 20% on the main slate. So I think on this small slate, he might be 30, 35% owned. I think I'm willing to, I think I'm willing to take that on. I mean, this is our second best matchup via the roster watch matchup tool on the entire week. We saw him have the absolute explosion last week with the, uh, with, with the change in play calling duties. Like I said, I feel like it's a team where I feel like it's this is a, just a such a such a bad Oakland defense that since the firing of Ken Norton Jr., people have pointed at and said, you know, well look at them. They've, they they seem to have gotten better. And the fact is, people don't realize that they've played against. I mean, who Paxton Lynch and Geno Smith? 
Is that who they played? No. Was it Geno Smith? It was Paxton Lynch, and who did the Raiders play last week? Yeah, Geno Smith. So, of course, they're going to be looking a little bit better. I think that this is the kind of game that they absolutely go back to getting throttled in. So, I think that Alex Smith is going to be the guy who I go to here. I think what's going to allow me to do that and allow me to allow me to pair him with um, Travis Kelsey is the fact that Gio Bernard. We just got the news today that Joe Mixon uh, looks like he's going to he is he's already been declared out with that concussion. Gio Bernard only thirty one hundred, an absolutely egregious price on on him considering the fact that he's probably going to get fifteen to twenty touches and he has a built in floor of in this kind of situation probably four to five catches anyway. He's already a pass catching back as it is. Um, I think the fact that I can get him at 3,100, I can get a guy like Josh Gordon who for 5,500 got 11 targets last week. Uh, did you hear what Casey Hayward said about Josh Gordon? Yeah, that he was second toughest to Odell Beckham this season to match up with. Did he say se- – I thought he said he was toughest. Sec- I think you might be getting it mixed up with the fact that that's the second best game anybody's had against Casey Hayward. Second only to Odell is I'm pretty sure what he said, and I can agree with that. Josh Gordon's at the top of this heap. When healthy and ready to rock, he's he's better than Julio Jones when he's healthy and rock and ready to rock and roll. He is in the Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham echelon of NFL wide receiver. Well, did you see how just how you forget, man? He looks like he looks like Julio Jones. And, and Chargers Casey Hayward says that that's oh, it, it is his toughest matchup other than OBJ. Okay, so you get from uh, let's see, I'm just here on Cleveland.com, cockamamie Mary Kay Cabot. She says, I think Josh Gordon's been my toughest matchup all year besides OBJ. That's what that's what he told uh, our friends at SiriusXM NFL Radio. It looks like we're on the same page as my second big question for the early slate is, are we 100% locked and loaded on Gio Bernard at this point? Yes, go, man. These pictures of Josh Gordon. <laughs> I mean, dude... Byron, go uh, just t- just type in on tw- type in on on your search bar, and you guys can can do this too at at, at home. Just type in Hayward Josh Gordon and see with the Cle- Mary Kay Cabbage Cleveland.com link, and look at the pictures there at the very top, and just look how big Josh Gordon is here, where he's stiff arming Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward's a man who's five foot eleven, and just, seriously, Josh Gordon looks like a big cartoon wide receiver. I can't believe it. He's still so fast. He's still so sick. He is still so big. Uh, but yeah, back to back to Gio Bernard. Um, yeah, I'm in cash games. You you have to lock him and load him. I think in tournaments you have to lock him and load him. He brings so much savings to the table, and I think it's one of these deals like we've had in the previous weeks. We had it, you know, two weeks ago with Joe Mixon. We had it last week with Kenyon Drake. And with Jamal Williams and with Beast Mode, where we said, look, we know this is going to be 20 touches. This is too cheap. We got to get him in. And those, dude, th- th- that was in the 4K range. Now we have, you know, now we have Gio Bernard, who in the 3K range is, I mean, he's like a supercharged version of the value that opened up last week whenever Amir Abdullah was ruled out late there in Theo Riddick. It's like a better version of that because we've seen Gio Bernard get 20 touches in a game. We've seen him used as a primary uh, fe- fe- featured runner. We we know that there is nobody else 
there on that Bengals roster that they are that they're capable of using. I believe the only running back that's even available is Brian Hill, who they activated off of the practice squad. I think just last week. I mean, we knew in the case of Theo Riddick last week, he's not going to run between the tackles. Maybe this elevates his receptions floor. Maybe they get him more involved like that, which they did. But we knew that there was still the Dwayne Washingtons. We knew that there was still the Zach Zinners. And we found out that there was the Teon Greens and stuff like that. With this, it's going to be just a bunch of Gio Bernard. Plus, he has that that receiving floor where he's going to be worked into the game as a guy who's going to, I think he's going to catch four or five balls. And I mean, that almost by itself doubles, you know, doubles his salary. And with the yards that are attached to those catches, it's probably going to pay off value just by his receiving alone on the low end. So I think that you got to get him in and just eat the chalk there. And even in tournaments, just look to differentiate elsewhere. I think in tournaments, you can get off of Josh Gordon because you never know what's going to happen with these wide receivers, right? I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that there's a, there's a if Josh Gordon's 40, 45 percent owned this week, I think that I mean, I think there's a 50 50 chance that he, you know, fails and doesn't go as bananas as everybody hopes. I think that's reasonable. I, I don't think that if Gio Bernard's 50 percent owned, I don't think it's a 50 50 that he can fail in this spot. Just 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 because of the volume alone. Yeah, it took Gio Bernard. A few games to get his legs back underneath him, but the juice looks to be back. I thought he looked really good. This Even if it doesn't, I mean, he, it's just the volume. There's nobody else they can hand the football to. There's nobody else they can use in that spot. A couple other guys you can look to at that same price point is you can get to Frank Gore at 3900 with an 11-point median in DraftKings. Who I can't believe you and I both – had <laughs> his inputs into the model because we hate for I mean we hate playing guys like Frank Gore. Yeah, right? but it's it's the number one matchup of the week and his pricing is good. The median is solid. Yeah, at Buffalo he's got ten, he's got almost an eleven point median. That three point nine price tag he has paid off twenty five percent of the time this season with three x value. So one 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 quarter of the time as it is. Frank Gore has been getting there at this price point, and when he's going up against the best um, matchup that the matchup tool has for us in the entire week, certainly an appealing option, even though even though he is just so old. But hey, did, did 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 you see last week how high up he is on the um, how high he's climbing up the all time rushing yards stat stat leaders? I mean, dude, I didn't really realize it until last week, and maybe this makes me a huge donk, but he's like a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, no, no, he like he he's he's a shoe in first ballot guy. Like he is in rarefied goddamn air. Uh, I I wish I here. I'll just pull up the NFL all time yardage, NFL all time rushing leaders, and Frank Gore. I mean, he is just he has just kept it going. For so long, and he, you know the fact that he is still going, and he sees his name up there along the guy, along the names of the Curtis Martins. I mean, he, last week he passed Ladanian Tomlinson. He's already passed Jerome Bettis and Eric Dickerson and Tony Dorsett and fucking Jim Brown and Marshall Falk and Edge James and AP Marcus Allen Thurman Thomas. He only he's he's fifth all time. Hey, you He's fifth all time. You mentioned three of the guys there that were our comp for Zeke Elliott coming out, and that was Frank Gore, Edron James, and Ladanian Tomlinson. I think that's exactly 
where Zeke is headed, man, there's a few guys that have defeated Father Time this season, and one of them is Frank Gore. The other two are Terrell Suggs and Cameron Wake. It is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Truly unbelievable. Uh, the other guy, you, you mentioned him earlier. Uh, maybe we were a week too early on him last week. That's returned three times value 45% of the time on this uh cheap price point with a good matchup for the week is Amir Abdullah at $3,800, a guy that is very difficult for me to ever get excited about and I don't really trust. But the the numbers, the matchups, they're there. I'm just, the price I'm, I'm just too I'm too worried about it. I mean, what what do we know? He just we know it popped up today where he's questionable. We still don't have any line in this Detroit game seemingly because of the uh because of the Matt because of the Matt Stafford injury, but it, I mean he's got a he's 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 got a neck. It seems like let's see, he was limited on yeah. So he was he was limited on Wednesday lim, no limited on Thursday limited limited Wednesday limited Thursday. We're recording this on Friday. He was he's still officially listed as questionable it looks like he it looks like he's trending towards going he's he's been limited all week listed as questionable do you worry at all about what's going to happen in that game versus tampa bay if matt stafford can't go or do you think maybe that might help abdullah i'm always pretty worried about amir abdullah <laughs> you yeah, mean sure. alex you mentioned that you're hot for the alex smith uh to travis kelsey connection this week let me ask are you locked in in the early slate on LaShawn McCoy, or is there a case you can make for this being a sneaky time to move back in on Kareem Hunt in the Oakland-Kansas City game, which is the highest over-under of the early slate games? I'm not locked in on LaShawn McCoy. I know that uh, – I don't know. I, I, think that the, I, I think that the Indianapolis defense is bad. I think that this is the kind of game where LaShawn McCoy could LaShawn McCoy could have a big one. Uh, I know that the matchup tool has it as the number 20 matchup for opposing running backs. I just for some sometimes the matchup tool just says stuff that I just I I just have trouble believing, you know. It's looking like though Indianapolis has gotten a little bit better against opposing runners. I just still I, re- I really like LaShawn McCoy. I mean, you see him in my rankings. I have him ranked as my number 4 player on the whole entire uh, on the whole entire running back slate, and I think it's seventy two hundred. You know, I think. Do, let me let me ask you this: Do you like Lashawn McCoy better with with Tyrod Taylor playing or with Nathan Peterman playing? With Tyrod Taylor. Last time Nate Peterman played, uh, Lashawn McCoy had a monster, but it, you know, a lot of that did come in the second half when when Tyrod came in. Yeah, big play, and and Tyrod's still going to be somewhat hampered if he does play. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I just think that if it was a Peterman, man, you might, it might just after that first disaster, they might do everything they can to try and protect him from any kind of embarrassment, and you know maybe a lot of easy dump offs to Shady, maybe a lot of handoffs to him. But yeah, I, I get it. I, I think I kind of like him, but I just feel like if Tyrod's in there, they're going to find themselves in scoring position a whole lot more. So you know? if you decide not to pay up for Shady, what are your feelings about moving down to Cream Hunt? Everybody's been scared about him. Do you think people are going to I mean uh, yeah I mean I'm still a little bit I'm still a little bit scared but here's the thing like I think I I think I like stacking up that game. I know now you know we know that now that Amari Cooper's out on the Raiders side. So I'm going to have all the crab tree. I mean give me all the crab tree versus 
uh, versus this this Kansas City. I mean, this putrid Kansas City set of pass defenders that now is. Correct me if I'm wrong. They're now did did Marcus did did Marcus Peters get suspended or hurt or something? Like they don't even have him right now, right? Marcus Peters. Yeah, so like he like he wasn't even that good, and they could have gotten away from him. Yeah, he's he's been suspended. So um, I was I was saying I was I did notice that the matchup tool had him taken out as far as the as far as the personnel grades for the units. So man, I mean, I want all the Michael Crabtree in this deal. And I, I think I'm interested in Jared Cook in this deal. And so maybe I could make it an Alex Smith, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt. But I don't know if – do, do, do you think you could go Alex Smith, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill? Or is that just go, going overboard? It seems overboard. You gotta get, <laughs> it's an onslaught. you got to get, get two of the three. You got to get the right two of those three. And it makes me wonder in the highest – over or under matchup of the week. If we're going to like Michael Crabtree this much with Amari Cooper looking to be out, is there any? I think is there Amari any? Cooper, is, Amari Cooper has been declared out. Is there any? Is point. there any creativity uh, coming through the back door on this matchup with Derek Carr? I mean, I think so. We talked about it last week. I mean, the, the, we talked about it on the show over and over again. The best correlation in all of fantasy is the correlation between opposing quarterbacks. Uh, the the one, I mean, I'm, I'm, the best correlation outside of quarterback to wide receiver one is the correlation between quarterback to opposing quarterback. That's a better correlation than quarterback to oppo- to his own wide receiver two. It's a better correlation than quarterback to his own tight end. So if we're expecting a big game for Alex Alex Smith, we need to probably be expecting a decent game for Derek Carr. I think it's I think it's interesting. You know, I think it's interesting. The other thing that you think about when you when you look at this, uh, you you said you have the matchup tool pulled up right now. Um, let me just look and see it too. Uh, the the over under in this game is forty seven. One thing that um. One thing that Warren Sharp sometimes says on his periscopes, Warren Sharp of Sharp Football, who we're trying to get on the uh, serious show at some point here in the next couple of weeks, whenever games go over, they go over on average. Usually, it's something I think I forget, but it's like on average, if you uh, and, and Chris Raybon at four for four has done some good work on this too. But like on average, when games go over, they go over by a total of like. You know, I think it was like nine to ten points, and when they go under, they go under by like ten points. So if you can identify these games that are going to go over, you generally, you know, you can look at this over under and say, right now it's at forty seven. This game total could, you know, if if this game goes over, and we're right about pegging it as one that we think there's going to be a lot of offense in, and I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be because these defenses are putrid, right? That means on average, this thing's going to go over by about 10 points. That means that each of these teams is going to be looking at three-plus touchdowns. So I, I think that I think that you can – yeah, you got to think that if Derek Carr is going to be looking at possibly three-plus touchdowns, you think that he's going to be probably responsible for, what, two, 2.25 of those? I mean, it's kind of hard to peg beast mode for more than, more than, more than one – Right, I'm not really on beast mode this week. Are are you on beast mode again? I'm no, he's, off. Too, he's he's too expensive. Hey, Al, let me let me ask you just to put a bow on the uh, previous question about the running backs. On a scale of one to ten this week, how interested are you in Lashawn McCoy at seventy two hundred? Uh, seven. 
pretty interested. At 6,500 on a scale of 1 to 10, how interested are you in Kareem Hunt? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me how interested I would be in LaShawn McCoy at 65. <laughs> that would be like a, that'd be like a 9. Um, Kareem Hunt, a, a 6. A, a little less interested than I am in Shady. I just... I, I'm more interested. I I think I I just think that there's that there's easier ways to attack the Oakland defense that they're that they're just mismatched so much with. Also, I worry a little bit about the fact that we're going to see um, his snaps come back down from last week. We had Sharkantric West out last week with uh, a personal, I guess, inactive issue. I don't know exactly what was going on with him. Um, hope it was nothing too big a deal. But so last week we saw Kareem Hunt's snap percentages shoot back up to 87%. Even in that situation, only 12 touches, 63 yards. I think that with this, we're going to see Charkantric West come back in and bite off his typical 25 to 30% and take Kareem Hunt back down to his 60-ish percent. So, um, you know, Kareem Hunt failed in a really good spot last week uh, where the rest of the team completely went off. Now he's going to get about 25 to 30% of his snaps taken away. I think that any game now, Kareem Hunt's going to pop off for two touchdowns and a couple of these big runs, and it could be this week. I'm going to have a little bit of him, but I'm more interested in Shady just for those reasons. There are two running backs I'm fascinated with that I cannot wait to see what Las Vegas thinks about them on the Vegas props tool that will be up on Saturday for our pro subscriber. I believe this matchup could be one of the keys to unlocking the early slate. I'd like to examine the matchup between Carlos Hyde and Lamar Miller with very similar, very reasonable pricing in the early slate. Carlos Hyde at 6,000, Lamar Miller at 5,800. And when you look at the numbers, they get about the same touches per game. But Carlos Hyde has been getting double the targets of Lamar Miller, and obviously DraftKings is a PPR format. Alex, I know you've said in the past there's usually not a very good correlation between both running back ones, so it sounds like we got to get on the right side of the fence in this one. How do you break down Carlos Hyde versus Lamar Miller? I want Lamar Miller. I mean, if you just if you look at the – I don't know, man. I mean – Carlos Hyde was only targeted five times last week by by Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I don't know. It seemed like a little bit too much Matt, Matt Breida last week. Let's see. Let me pull up the snap counts, touches, and targets. I always feel a little bit weird starting uh, playing. Yeah, 20 touches. I don't know, man. I always feel a little bit weird playing Carlos Hyde. I seem, He's a guy. Maybe it's because I never seem to get him right. Um, let me see, though. Let me just look at the – Yeah, yeah, you know, but here's the thing, though, with with uh, with Deontay Foreman out, I think Alfred Blue, let me make sure about this before I say it, but I think Alfred Blue might be out, too. Is Alfred Blue out? Do you know off the top of your head? Have you seen that? I don't, I guess not. Let's see. I think Alfred Blue could possibly be out. Let me just check. Yeah, he's be, Alfred Blue's already been ruled out. He got concussed, I think, two weeks ago. So I mean, there's just there's nobody else. And this San Francisco, uh, this San Francisco offense runs with the second or the seat of the second or third highest pace of play in the entire National Football League. It's a it's a it's a it's a great team to play your fantasy weapons against at virtually any position, but particularly at the running back position. Uh, we saw 
you know, I we saw Jordan Howard fail last week, so that gives me a little bit of concern. Thankfully, uh, I wasn't on too much of Jordan Howard, but I could see how maybe if a game script went sort of like that, that Lamar Miller in some ways could get a little bit game scripted out in the same way that same way that Howard did. With that being said, this could you know. This, to me, lines up as a game where Lamar Miller has a lot of what I'm usually looking for, you know, the built-in volume, uh, no one that's going to be there. I mean, do you think – I mean, how much do you factor in Andre Ellington? Because the the way that San Francisco has been absolutely killed is by pass-catching runners. Lamar Miller hasn't really been getting the receiving that you would hope for. Do you think that they're going to be using a whole ton of Andre Ellington? Because – I mean, you, we, we have everything that we love. You know, we, we have a top 12 matchup at home as a favorite. You know, we have the game script going in his way for Lamar Miller. I don't know. It's that's that, that that's hard. Those two guys for me are tough hairs to split. That's probably why I'm going to, you know, probably what that's going to make me mean is that I'm going to be paying up for probably a Shady McCoy and or a Kareem Hunt and then ma- just making sure that I, you know, jam in Gio Bernard and my other runner. These guys are going to be guys that I probably is probably I'm just going to be sprinkling in, uh, but uh, I think at least Lamar Miller will be on the cheat sheet. I saw him on the CSV. Not entirely sure at this time about Carlos Hyde as the tool is is not up yet. And it's worth mentioning that both of those teams have good matchup for their wide. What do you think? What do you think? How how do you like those guys? Gun to head, you play Lamar Miller. You know, you know, I think Carlos Hyde can always be a sneaky play at that price point because of the volume he can get, and he's a good player. I think the game script can stay proper for him right now. The- Do we think that Lamar Miller is going to be more highly owned? Probably. Right now, our analytics are showing more trends, significantly more trends for Lamar Miller than Carlos Hyde. Like I said, I'm very interested to see how the Vegas props in come on come in on L- Lamar Miller versus oh God. Carlos Hyde. I'm looking I'm looking here at Roto Grinders at Chris Gimino's ownership projections just to see how they are versus ours. Chris Gimino at Roto Grinders has both those guys at fifteen percent, respectively the fourth and the you know, tied tied for fourth uh Highest owned with Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller, Leonard Fournette, and Shady. Um, so that's interesting. All those guys at 15% with Gio Bernard way up, like I said, 45% in tournaments. Um, so I think that whenever I look at this CSV for us, we have Lamar Miller at – let's see if scroll over here to it. We have Lamar Miller at 16%. And Carlos Hyde, we have at only 8%. So a little bit off there on Carlos Hyde. Maybe we'll have to kind of up that projection a little bit because I, I do struggle a little bit choosing between those two. You say gun to head, you'll go Lamar Miller. Yeah, but let's um, wait and see what Vegas says. I do believe Carlos Hyde will be a little bit lower ownership uh, than Lamar Miller. We'll, we'll have to see how it comes in. Uh, you know, both both of those teams have good matchup for their fantasy wide receivers as well. So, you know how that can go. Aka, the points can go to the wide receivers, and uh, so, so uh, you know you got to think it's going to be one of those running backs, and you, we're going to have to try to get that right. So we'll keep an eye out for the props uh, say uh, tomorrow. Let me ask you this when you talk about that, because when we talk about this game, this is a game that I'm actually really kind of interested in, right? <laughs> like, I like this game 
Um, it's one of these games between two shitty teams that could end up going over, and like we talked about earlier, kind of the Warren Sharp doctrine. When it goes over, it goes over by a lot. So if we can identify these teams we think are going to go over, you know, we can get a lot of value there. This is one I think might could go over just because it's two bad defenses. Um, what what is it? Did did you see any of Steven Anderson last week? Because I I text I texted you about him on that one beastly catch. He looked really good. I I mean only thirty two hundred at, at at tight end. We know there's going to be no Fedorowicz. We know that Ryan Griffin is already on the uh, IR. They don't even have any other tight ends. It looks like Will Fuller is going to be back, but Bruce Ellington's going to Bruce Ellington has gone to IR. Um, I mean, have you thought at all about Steven Anderson? And I think I think a lot of people are going to be on him as a cheap paydown option. I know that in my uh, cash game skeleton build, I currently have him. I currently have him in there right now as far as cash games. I'll, that that's very likely to change between now and Sunday. But have you thought at all about him? And do you think maybe with people using him, they might not want to use a runner and a tight end from the same team? Well, then I, the question I have for you for the early slate is, does it strictly come down to Travis Kelsey versus Steven Anderson at the tight end? Uh, is Hunter Henry? No, Hunter Henry's later. Let, let me look at tight ends. Um, you know, no, you could, because you could talk me into Jason Witten. He always he always seems to have kind of good games against the Giants. I, I Don't like, you think his I pricing's like a little bit high, even though I know the Giants have been uh, a great match for I mean, the tight end? I, you know, he's one of these guys that I'm just getting on here saying I would consider, but once it came down to it, I'd have a really hard time click, clicking his name, I think. Um, I think Cameron Braid at home with, with Jameis back is a fine play. It feels a little bit chasey after last week, I guess. I think, yeah, Steven Anderson at 3,200. I guess maybe Charles Clay, if, if, if Tyrod goes, that's a, that's a great matchup. I'm, I can think about I'm actually really glad to hear you say that. Yeah, well, because I because I generally hate I generally hate playing Charles Clay, but I think in this matchup he's finally cheap enough. I mean, I'm not going to play Charles Clay for 4,500 or whatever, but I think 3,100. I mean, an injured Tyrod Taylor, if he plays, I think he's going to dump it off to Charles Clay in a good. I matchup. think it's going to yeah, I think it's going to depend a lot on my roster construction. I, of course, I'm not going to get Charles Clay into many shady lineups. So you know, if I don't get shady in, maybe I'll get the Charles Clay. Maybe in my Kareem Hunt lineups, I won't get in Kelsey. So what, and I'll get in some kind of Stephen Anderson. What will your distribution of Travis Kelsey, Jason Witten, Charles Clay, and Stephen Anderson be in the first slate? Fifty percent Kelsey, and then twenty-five percent. You know, probably probably fifty percent Kelsey, thirty percent Anderson, and twenty percent a mix of Braid and Cook and Witten. Um, which wide receiver are you most? Oh, and, oh, and, no, and, and and Clay, probably fifty percent Kelsey, thirty percent Anderson, and then I, I mean I'm I'm probably not playing Witten at forty seven. I might not play Braid at forty one. He caught two touchdowns last week, but it seems like he only had a few targets too. How many targets did he have last? Oh, six six targets, but two receptions, two touchdowns. I'm not pay, playing. I don't think I'm playing Braid. I'm uh, is is he on the cheat sheet? I think he might be. If our analytics like him, I might like him a little bit more. Hold on. Uh, for DK, yeah, he's on the cheat sheet. So yeah, I'll, I'll get in a, I'll, I'll get a little bit of Brait. I'll get some Charles Clay, and then I'll get a little bit of. Uh, so between those three, I'll get maybe I don't know, thirty percent, uh, maybe ten percent each with each of those guys. Brait, Clay, and Steven Anderson. So only ten percent Steven Anderson. No, I'm sorry. Brait, Clay, 
Yeah, no, no, no. I'm okay, all right. Fifty Kelsey, fifty Kelsey, thirty. This is this is ideally right now how I how I like to dis distribute it. Fifty Kelsey, thirty Anderson, fifteen Bray, fifteen Clay. That's it. And zero Evan Ingram for you. Zero zero Evan Ingram. Still too expensive. Too expensive. If I'm getting to Evan Ingram, I'm just getting all the way up to Kelsey. 23 points on DraftKings. Hey, 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 what's Tw been happening with, with Evan Ingram's drops? Uh, his, Have we his, ever his, noticed anything yeah, like that before? Yeah, he's a southern boy. His hands don't like the cold, man. They didn't. <laughs> once November rolled around, his hands didn't, weren't too happy yeah. anymore. 20, 23 points on DraftKings for Evan Ingram last week. I, I get it. He's, it's hard to put him on the radar with pricing, etc. However, I... I think there's a sneaky little element there. Uh, so How often is he for 3x this, this? He's he's 3x this salary only 18% of the time this year. Travis Kelsey's 3x his 7400 salary one third of the time. This well, if year. you buy into any into any um, Eli Manning narrative this week, you would think it'd have to be through Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram. Um, Alex, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, who is the guy that you are most likely to pay up for in the eight-game early slate? DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Tyreek Hill, or Adam Thielen? Oh, uh, you know, in my ga in, in, in any game stack I'm going to have with the, with the Chiefs, I'm going to have a hard time not getting Tyreek in there, I think, right? But... I think just in a general, from a cash game perspective, yikes! I think, I think that I'm since I I have the inch, you know, it, probably in my Kelsey lineups, I'm gonna get DeAndre Hopkins. I won't get him in my Steven Anderson lineups, but I think DeAndre Hopkins is the guy that I'm most likely to. I mean, just the, his volume has just been so amazing. I mean. He's been so good even with everybody except for Brock Osweiler. That's the one guy he sucks with. Even with Tom Savage, who sucks so bad, he's still so good. And this matchup is just so, so good. Well, it's going to be unlikely you choose two of these guys. So which one will it be, Hopkins? Yeah, it's going to be Hopkins. How about you? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. That's one of the tough decisions of the week. We'll have a lot more for that on Saturday night and Sunday morning on the SiriusXM show as we start to come to conclusions on a lot of these tough questions that, you know, face us uh, for the week that really shape the constructs of our lineups. Alex, let me ask you, speaking of wide receivers, at this price point, he's gone for three times value 50% of the time in a great matchup this week. Do you have any interest in Corey Coleman or are you just all about Josh Gordon this week? I can cash. I got to play Josh Gordon, dude. Did you look at the picture from the Cleveland.com article where he stiff arms Casey Hayward? Yeah, he's a freak. <laughs> he was unfurling. He, he, looks, he unfurled. He looks like a cartoon. I mean, it's just, dude, I, I mean, the one thing is you're kind of pinning your hopes on Deshaun Kaiser who can implode at any point in time. But I, I kind of also, at the same point, I also kind of like the fact that Kaiser's throwing the football because – Last week, 11 targets to – or was it 11 or 12? I forgot if it was 11 or 12. But – and then only four to Corey Coleman. It seems like Deshaun Kaiser has just left Corey Coleman at the altar. Maybe he gets back to him this week. I think Corey Coleman's an excellent pivot in tournaments. Like I said earlier, anytime a guy's going to be 40%, 50% owned in tournaments at the wide receiver position with volume that you can't count on, with balls getting delivered to him from a shitty quarterback that Deshaun Kaiser certainly is as a passer – 
I mean, I think it's certainly an interesting fade. I, I might do it a couple places, but I just think at 5,500, man, he like he's legitimately a wide receiver that in two – like, man, in week 17, even by week 16, we, we might be having to pay like 8,000 bucks for him, you know? And he's, fi- he's 5,500 right now. And I just – I want to play him. I want to watch him. Like, a lot of this stuff, I mean, we want to do this to profit. That's number one. But number two is just to kind of have some fun and get some action and get a sweat. And I just – I, I want to watch Josh Gordon. And I, I, I want to root for him, and I don't want to be fading him. Like, I, like I want to watch him get sick. So, um, he's a sick beast. I, I have trouble not getting him into my lineup. So, I'm probably not going to have as much Corey Coleman as it's probably smart to have. You know, it's probably smart to have a good amount of Corey Coleman this week, like in tournaments especially, not necessarily in cash. Returning, you think? returning I mean, three times value, a 50% clip. That's pretty interesting in a good matchup. Like we always say, if you like one side of this thing, you always got to consider he's whether. Three X, he, he's returning 3x of this week's salary, right? 40, is yeah. it 41? 50%. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, uh, what, but what's the salary? 4,100. 41. 41. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a nice discount, and just a, it's a it's a pivot off of it's a pivot off of uh, Gordon. That if you can make it happen, it's going to get you up from a middling wide receiver a middling wide receiver option to an elite one, or it can get you from a so this the same thing at the running back position. You know, it can get you from a uh, like a Lamar Miller, like we were talking about, all all the way up to a Lashawn McCoy. If you make that pivot from Josh Gordon to Corey Coleman, and it would differentiate you like crazy in tournaments. Just a lot of built-in leverage there. Marvin Jones, the number six overall wide receiver in fan all of fantasy for standard scoring this year, seems like figuring out which side of that fence to be on. Golden Tate and Marvin Jones has been one of the keys to. Uh, unlocking some of these DFS winnings this year. I know Matt Stafford has the injured hand. Our analytics don't care for either of those players this week. Alex, do you have... How did how, how did Marvin Jones bitch Xavier Rose and, and Julio Jones can't? Because Marvin Jones is slippery. He's slick. We said it from his senior bowl, man. He's slick. Uh, he really is. And he's underrated so fast. But yeah, like just his 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 game speed, like very very fast. Um, any any interest in Marvin Jones at sixty eight hundred in a good in no, a good matchup no. or Golden Tate at sixty four hundred in a good matchup? Both returning value who's, thirty who's, who's their quarterback? Well, Sta- I haven't seen an update. I mean, it looked like Stafford was trending towards. I, I don't. I I mean, I don't know if it's like this game. They're still losing a line on this game. I don't know. I mean, I don't think even the I don't even think the bookmakers know what's going to happen. I'm He's not officially sure officially much. questionable. Has fingers taped. It's been throwing. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's Stafford, you got to have some interest, right? And you know that ownership's going to be very depressed. It, it, look, it but like it's such team. a headache to figure out. It's such them. a headache to figure out when you're really sitting down making these lineups. Are you really going to spend time at the end of the day figuring out whether how much Marvin Jones or Golden Tate you're going to have? Are you just going to say, you know what, there's a lot of other good options. This thing's a Rubik's Cube. Forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I, I could pay 300 more and I can get the tie freak. I could pay 100 the, Here's the thing. I will own zero Marvin Jones Jr. because Michael Crabtree is $100 less. That's just all there is to it. Okay, I want you. I'm going to throw four names out and tell me what you think. Des Bryant, Sterling Shepard, 
Devontae Adams, and Michael Crabtree. All four very relevant wide receivers on the early slate. We're going to be getting into some of this. All three in one lineup, if I'm paying for Kelsey and Alex Smith, I'll get all three in one lineup. I like the built-in correlation there between Dez and, Ster and Sterling Shepard. I like uh, I like the fact that I have, those are middling options at the wide receiver position that allow me to pay up at quarterback and allow me to pay up at tight end for the Kelsey to Alex Smith connection. And I think if I get those three wideouts in, just let me see. I'll just go. I'll do it real quick. Who we said? Dez. Sterling Shepard. Sterling And then Shepherd. Devontae Adams or Michael Crabtree. I know Crabtree sounds like he's going to be on the cheat sheet. Oh, I mean, if if hey, if he's if he's not on the cheat sheet, <laughs> I'll force him on. I'll go rogue, uh, Des. So if I just get those, if I get those three in, I can get in Alex Smith. If I can get in Kelsey, yeah, I'm left with forty-five fifty each. So I can then go. Well, might, that might be a little hard. It might be a little hard to get all three of those dudes. Des and Sterling Shepard so, trending the highest within our analytic models of that group of wide receivers. Uh, let's see, though. Let's see if I get Josh Gordon in at my flex. Let me see. There could be a sick lineup to be had here that we just stumbled on. Can't read it out here via... Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Hey, dude, there's a monster that you can do with, with those three. Which... And still get in which Josh three? Yeah. Which three? Shepard, Crabtree, Bryant. Do you love the sound of that? There's a monster. Yeah. So you you paying yeah. up for Packers defense in this slate or no absolutely no. not? No, no, no. Why? They're terrible. That is a horrible defense. Why are they? Well, I was gonna ask. Why are they priced well, so I've, high? Well, because I don't know. I've got my eye on the Bengals. Who are you looking at in the early slate? It's an it's an away game. I mean, I just I don't I don't get it. Um, no, I'm I'm looking at. Uh, let's see here in the early slate. Yeah, the yeah the the Bengals at home versus, uh, you know I don't I don't love targeting fantasy defenses against the Bears just because they run it so much. They I, I want quarterbacks who are going to drop back and going to allow people to get sacks and throw pick sixes and stuff like. No, there's not gonna, there's not going to be any dropbacks in this game. They're just going to hand it off to Jordan Howard even if they get behind. Um, I like the, you know, maybe I like the Vikings a little bit traveling to Carolina Panthers. Maybe I could like the Carolina Panthers here a little bit. Both those are what, cheap. What in this about game. if Tyrod starts? I kind of like the Bills. Oh yeah, and then the Bills. Yeah, I like the Bills too. At but not, but Peterman. not if Nathan, uh, not if Peterman starts, right? No, because then it's going to. Uh, I think that Peterman's going to put the Colts in in position to score too often. Bengals are a cheap way to help get some money for that Kelsey connection you're looking for, man. Yeah. Are, 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 are the Bills more expensive than the Bengals? I mean, I mean the Bills. I meant to say the Bells. The Bills. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Bills are only 3100 Yeah, I meant to say the Bills. So, yeah, I like the Bills. I, I, I well, like there's the Bills no line in on week. it from Vegas yet. I will tell you that Vegas does like the Bengals quite a bit. It's a home favorite and a low over-under game this week. We're waiting to see. I'm sure it depends on the information with Tyrod Taylor. We're waiting to see how the Vegas numbers come in on that Buffalo game. But if Tyrod starts, I'd say that's um, an area of interest on the defensive side of the early slate. Alex, you ready to move on to the afternoon slate? That I think is a five-game afternoon yeah. slate. Let me make sure there isn't anybody who we forgot about on this slate that I that I like uh, as we look over the runners. Um, 
I'm not sure. No, no one's popping off there in the runners. Let me look at the wide receivers. Just to make sure we didn't leave anybody out. Didn't talk much about A.J. Green, but I think it goes without saying that he's an Well, I asked, option. I mean, who are you paying up for? A.J. Green, Hopkins, Thielen, or Tyreek Hill? And you, you opted for Tyreek Hill and then ultimately DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I, th I mean, I, but A.J. Green's always in. I, I'm, I think if, if you were to hold a gun to my head and say you can have A.J. Green or Tyreek Hill this week, exclusive of any kind of Chiefs game stack, I would say in a, in a vacuum, I, I would take A.J. Green. But I, I think I would take DeAndre Hopkins over either of them. How, com how confident, do you, how of, confident about that do you feel? Pretty strong? Yeah, no, I'm 100% confident that if I had to pick them just in a vacuum, I would pick, I, I, I picked them exactly how the pricing has them. Hopkins, A.J. Green, Tyreek Hill. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm cool to uh, move on now to the afternoon slate. Let's see. That's um, – oh, let me go to the lobby here and pull up the, the afternoon slate. It looks like that is a – is that a four – is that a – is it a four-gamer this week or is it a – oh, it's a five – we got a five-gamer this week. Hell yeah. Okay, so this is um, – we have t Tennessee at Arizona. We have the Jets at Denver – we have the Redskins at the Chargers. We have the Seahawks at the Jaguars. And we have the Eagles at the Rams, which is the just the epic sickness. We get Carson Wentz versus Jared Goff. Oh, Gold. God. And I've just got – yeah, I've, I've got some sneaky ideas about that. Hey, well, the one thing to consider is that Philadelphia and the Rams, also Redskins, Chargers are two of the other high over-under games on the week. So this afternoon slate is going to be a fun one. And as you look at it, then these are guys that I'm necessarily recommending, kind of like the Tom Brady talk last week. These are the guys that come into focus that you feel like folks are going to just be directed for when they're looking at the construct of the afternoon slate. It seems to me that most most folks are are going to be directed toward either Philip Rivers or potentially Jared Goff in this afternoon slate. And I, I'm curious – Alex, do you have any interest in pivoting to somebody cheaper like Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins or maybe pivoting to the more expensive option, the most expensive guy on the slate, Carson Wentz? Do you think Rivers and Goff or will will be the uh, the guys that come into focus for higher percentage ownerships, Alex? It's just like last week for me. It's 100% Rivers. I have no interest in anybody else that you mentioned. Even though Jared Goff has come in high in our analytics. Yep, no interest. I don't want to. I just don't want to deal with it in case that pass rush get, gets after him. You know, I think it could. I really think it could. So you're gonna? The pass rush is dirty, dude. The Jim, Jim, coach, coach, coach Jim Schwartz will do you dirty, dude. That's why I, I worry. I worry a little. I worry just a little bit about well, it. Oh. So I don't worry about. I, I don't worry about Philip Rivers at all. I want a lot of Keenan Allen. I like. I like. You know. I, I like. Slot wide receivers against the against the Washington Redskins. I, well, what what do you make of I mean, Keenan Allen's pricing? Actually, the last couple of weeks, not just this week, it's high. Is this the highest it's ever been in his career? Uh, I can pull up the in his career. I don't know. I can pull up the if, I mean, eight, eighty eighty three hundred. I'm not sure we've seen much more of an expensive Keenan Allen in an eighty three hundred. May, pro probably we haven't. I can look at just this. I can look it over for this season real quick. If I pull up my wide receiver worksheet here from our new data from, from from our new scoring database, and we have Keenan Allen. 
Let's see. Let me go down to the K, Keenan. Oh shit, that's a wrong deal. I just I just did a Control K, <laughs> like it linked something on accident. Um, Keenan Allen uh, is pricing this week is what eighty three hundred. So he was sixty one hundred in week one. We saw him get up to seventy two hundred in week three. He was set, stayed at seventy two hundred until week. No, he got up to seventy nine hundred in week. Six. How much was he last week? Um, he was cheap last week, seventy three hundred. So he's had a one thousand dollar bump. It was in week ten, and it was in week eleven where we really got the swindle on him for the fifth for the fifty nine hundred. Um, but oh, and fifty four hundred for him in week ten, fifty nine hundred in week eleven. So uh, he's had three really big weeks, and he's been paying them off clearly uh, for the last three. I think eighty three hundred is. I mean, it's a little bit expensive. Do you think it's too expensive? I feel it's still a solid play. It's well, a solid. I think it's. A, I think it's. A, I think it's a solid play. I don't, I'm not sure. It's, I'm not sure it's a tournament play. At the same, uh, he's returning value at 8,300 at the same clip that DeAndre Hopkins is returning value at 8,500. They're both one, one, one quarter. Well, of the what's time his ownership values. percentage going to look like this week? Are people going to own Keenan Allen? Uh, let me see what our projections are. Then I'll look at the ones that Jamino has up over at Roto Grinders. Um, Keenan Allen, we have at. Um, he's on the cheat sheet, isn't he? Yeah, he's on the cheat sheet. We have at. No, not 20. 50. Oh, no. We have it. Yeah, 22%. Yeah, he's going to be very heavily owned. Via our projections, let's see what Roto Grinders has him at. Uh, wide receiver projected ownership. Jamino has him at fifteen uh, percent. So a little I, bit I might be there. going a little more to the Philip Rivers, Hunter Henry. Well, this week, I don't know. I, you know, I, all, you know, all that you know, too highly owned for you for that expensive. Akeem Excuse Allen? me. Does that for for that expensive a Keenan Allen? Does all that seem a little bit too highly owned for you? The tw- once you're approaching twenty percent, it feels like it. I think it's a solid play. It is a solid play. It just feels like it removes some of the upside of the Keenan Allen play. I know we're not worried about the Josh Norman thing because of the slot, and then we saw Breland get just get smoked by who Des Bryant. So. I don't know. Keenan Allen, it's an interesting topic. It's very expensive for Keenan Allen, a guy that we absolutely love, a guy that is taking most of Roster Watch Nation deep into their season-long fantasy playoffs as we speak. Alex, is Larry Fitzgerald a lock at what I believe is 6500 He's just—he's so cheap, man. You know, it's, it's funny that he's the second most expensive wideout on this slate. That's kind of weird, huh? It's only sixty-five, But, yeah. Get like slot guys versus Tennessee. That's how you kill him. This is at home. We've seen the built-in rapport that he has with with Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert doesn't even throw to these idiots on the outside. Like, how is he, has he even thrown a football to to like Jerron Brown or anybody or JJ Nelson? <laughs> like, I, I, I'd like to pull the snap counts, targets, and touches tool and just see how many times those guys have even been targeted since Blaine Gabbert has started going in. It just seems like the only guys he throws to Jerron ba- Jerron Brown had a horrible drop on a deep ball. He he's dropped a few in there deep to a couple of those guys, but it's not not at all they're not at all the part of the offense that they were. 
J.J. Nelson in week 12 had four targets uh, to Ricky Seals-Jones' six and Larry Fitzgerald's eight. I mean, I just – I mean, Jerron Brown only had one target. He's not hitting these guys on the outside at all. Week 13, Larry Fitzgerald had ten targets. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones with six – oh, J.J. Nelson with eight targets last week but only two receptions. Um so that's interesting. Eight it might, might have been Nelson, Nelson that dropped that deep ball. So what, what's, what's your, out on a scale of 1 to 10 in the afternoon slate, what's your level of interest in Keenan Allen and what's your level of interest in Larry Fitzgerald, the two most expensive wide receivers on the afternoon slate? I'd like to get them both. Can I get them both? Is there a way I can? I don't know. I, I haven't tried putting together an afternoon slate team yet, and I don't have the built-in value here of Geo. Well, what if you, what if you so only I, had to pick one? Probably Fitzgerald uh, at just a cheaper price point to, for eighteen hundred less. Or, man, Keenan Allen's so hot right now. He this can go for a multi touchdown easy this week. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I I really love Keenan Allen, but I I really love them both. I love them both. It's, I mean, I don't know if I I, I don't know. That's it's really tough. I probably won't play this this afternoon slate because I don't see a I don't see a way to get there. I don't, I don't, I don't like any cheap runners on this slate. Now that I'm looking at a beastly it. wide receiver with a great price point in the afternoon slate. A guy you mentioned earlier, a guy maybe we were out a week in front of last week, but having a lot of indicators bubbling and percolating this week once again. Alex, can you go back to the well at home with Demarius Thomas? Why do our analytics love this guy so much? Trevor Simeon looks awful. Do you think that was last week the flu game, like we all flu talked game about? on the road? If not, you're gonna like, if you're gonna like Trevor Simeon, not the Demer- good type of Jordan flu game either. Not the good type of flu game where you overcome it. No, <laughs> the type where you. If I'm gonna to subscribe it. to Trevor Simeon Demarius Thomas connection, I want it to be at home, and I certainly don't want it to be while they're sick. Traveling cross country, but at like five thousand, I mean. Demarius Thomas is returning value 42% of the time on that price point this week, and it's a fantastic matchup against the New York Jets, who are traveling, you know, basically cross-country. Yeah, we saw how the New York Jets can get burned vertically last week. Or do you just feel like the upside has completely evaporated Demarius, and even though we can get some solid return, it's just risk-reward just not really there and just doesn't move the needle? Man, to me, it's the Doug Baldwin rule from from last year that made me a lot of money, and that is when our model loves a player that I absolutely fucking hate on the week. Some sometimes just jam them in, you know. It's uh, I call it the Doug Baldwin rule from last year because they would it, there's you know our, our model was all over Doug Baldwin, and he's a guy who I've I've never been nearly as high on as really anybody else, and. You know, I, just, I I would I would get him in on on, on those weeks. And if you're ang- some of those weeks were some of my biggest weeks that were. If you're angling to get in, if you're what? angling to get in on the Rams Eagles contest, which is a high over under, an exciting one that we're very very stoked uh, to take in this weekend. Which Rams and which Eagles wide receivers are you likely to be most interested in, if at all, this week, Alex? Wide receivers? Yeah, Rams or on which Rams or which Eagles wide receiver are you likely to be most interested in this week, if at all? No, I mean, 
I don't consider Gurley a receiver, but I'm very interested in him as a receiving running back. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to play any slot guys versus the Rams, so probably not Nelson Aguilar. Tremaine Johnson's been horrible this year. I think Alshon can beat him. He just got paid. I think I like Alshon best. It's kind of a cop out, but I like him best. And then on the other side, still no. Alshon versus um, Hey, that's a tough matchup for Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, but Tremaine Johnson's been shitty this year. I've seen him get beat over and over. I'm not sure that I'm not sure what Pro Football Focus or anybody says about him, but he has not been anywhere near as good as he's been billed to be. Well, this uh, what I will say, what I will say is Alshon Jeffrey is one of those receivers that Tremaine Johnson's built to shut down. I, whether he's going to play to that I, level or I, not, I'll, I'm not sure. I agree with that. But that's the type of wide receiver he's built to to lock down. That's a good point. Let's, let me look and just see where they have – where Pro Football Focus has Tremaine Johnson rated here. Um, I think that he's – I think that he's – yeah, they, they have Tremaine giving him the shadow treatment. But, dude, he's giving up – all right, here's what Pro Football Focus has on him. He's giving up a 60% completion percentage – when, when thrown into his coverage, and he's giving up .27 fantasy points per route covered. That is in the top, you know, at least the top half. So I don't, I don't think it's as tough a matchup as, as tough a matchup as people probably think. Alshon Jeffrey returning with, three times value on this week's prize point, 17% of the time on the season. It makes me wonder, maybe you're just out of the Eagles wide receiver business all together, but if you're playing the late slate, it, it seems like uh, he, you, you might have to figure that one out. I'll be curious to hear what you have to say about the Rams wide receivers in a second, too, Alex. Oh, I mean, as far as the Rams wide receivers, I'm not – I, here, dude, I'm interested in watching this game, but outside of Todd Gurley, I don't know what to make of it, really. I really don't. I, I, I'm not sure – I'm not sure um, – you know, I'm not sure I want to go back to, you know, a Josh Reynolds – this week, I know Jalen Mills had been burned a ton to start the season, but he's been a little bit better these these last few weeks. It looks like the P. Let me see if the PFF. Oh yeah, PFF is saying that he's actually been good. So I think that that's not necessarily uh, one I want to be targeting. And I I don't. Let me see about Cooper uh, Cup has just started to get a little uh, too expensive. It feels still reasonable. Cooper Cup, he'll draw. Oh, uh, but he'll draw. I, I, look, it, it's it, it's always going to be Cooper Cup. <laughs> I mean, I love Cooper Cup. If I got to pick one, but yeah, dude, he's what sixty-two. He's returned three times value only eight percent of the time this season at that price point. Uh, but I tend to agree with you. If there's one guy I want that I yeah. trust, if I'm gonna, if I feel comfortable at all, it's likely uh, Cooper in, Cup. In this whole game, right? I mean, it's kind of it's uh, it's. Like Zach, you know, the one guy I'll say is if Zach say he so he was cleared for practice Thursday. We'll see what we're, we're recording this podcast Friday. We'll see what the Friday practice reports say. But if he's still not cleared from concussion protocol on on Friday, he's not going to go this weekend. If that's the case, we're going to have tremendous value opening up at the tight end position in Trey Burton, who should just be a plug and play at that point. He'll be the guy that I'll be interested in yeah. on the Philadelphia yeah, me side. Too. I'll tell you what, this this late slate, even though it's a five-gamer, is really forcing people down. I think the masses are going to be forced down to many of the same players. It's going to be the small differences. They're going to 
uh, be the advantage in those in those lineups. Um, Alex, you mentioned Todd Gurley, uh, obviously the most expensive running back on the afternoon slate. We have a massive amount of interest. The options behind him don't seem to be too strong, um, but there's some interesting guys. Is 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 Samaj P. Ryan the next guy that you're most interested in? Dude, uh, he was a guy who I was this close to putting an input on for our for our model, you know, and I was stupid. I actually I actually put one in for Rex Burkhead, even though this thing, even though he's not on the main slate. If I hadn't put him in, I think I would have put in P Ryan. So I'm I'm gonna manually add a trend for him here in the CSV, which actually might get him onto the cheat sheet. Um, I. Th- I kind of like him. You know, the, you know that this – we've talked about it before, but this is a Chargers defense that is built to rush – a defensive line that's built to rush the passer and get after the passer. It's not built to fit up run gaps. Uh, if you don't fit up run gaps against a guy like Samaj P. Ryan, he can, he, can, he can make mincemeat out of the middle of the defense. He's not going to run away from anybody, but he can, he can bang up in there and, and he can create some yards after contact. So, yeah, I think Samaj P. Ryan at 5,600 – Certainly, very interesting. in the big slate. You'll, um, in the big slate, you'll you know, be weighing him against guys like Lamar Miller and Carlos Hyde. And Carlos Lamar Hyde, Miller. I certainly expect yeah. P. Ryan and Todd Gurley to have massive ownership in the late slate. Do you have any interest in a cheap Matt Forte or Bilal Powell on the road at the Denver Broncos, Alex? Uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, here's. Is it just me? Am I am I being a crazy trash man, or has uh, or has, has Forte? Actually, he, play, he keeps playing through these questionable tags and looking kind of good. He looks better than Bilal Powell when he gets yeah, out Yeah, and at, his, at so, his pricing, it, he looks to even be the, the better projected play. I'd have to see here what our analytics are saying about Forte. Yeah, our, our, I, I, I think that if I'm going all the way down that far, I'm going to have interest in Mike Davis uh, of Seattle at Jacksonville. I think that they just they're going to continue to give him the, they they like him better than anybody else uh, until Chris Carson gets back. Uh, I think that he's going to continue getting a lot of the volume, and I just I don't think that they're going to be able to do that much uh, through the air against these guys. I'm God, dude, Jalen Ramsey's just so good, and he's so salty and awesome. I love that the NFL's got a young, salty, sick dog of a corner, and 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 Jalen Ramsey, um, and. You know he can. The thing about him too is he can. Him and AJ Bouye both can move into the slot, so it's not necessarily going to be an easy deal for you know Doug Baldwin to go in there and hide. I think that Mike Davis is going to be a guy that gets invo- gets a good bit involved in at 3,700. I think he can find, you know, he could probably find a couple of ways to pay off for you. So uh, I think I'd have a little bit of interest there if I'm paying down. Probably would like to take the savings from a Matt Forte at 4,300. And just go all the way down to 37 at a Mike Davis if I am paying down that low. I can't see myself paying down that low on this slate. Are there any, we mentioned Mike Davis, we mentioned the Jets running backs. Are there any other possible sneaky plays you foresee in the Jacksonville, Seattle, Denver Jets, or Cardinals, Titans matchups? As we've stated, we believe a lot of the action will be going down in the Redskins, Chargers, and Eagles and Rams matchups on DraftKings. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I I don't know where the I don't know where the action is going to come from in in Eagles Rams. I just want to watch it. It's really hard for me to break down fantasy wise. Um, I I think that you know we talked about the Chargers. We kind of know what we're thinking in that deal. 
As far as the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Seattle Seahawks, I think that there could be... Look, I'm always going to have a little bit of an interest in D.D. Westbrook. I'm going to have a super sprinkling of him everywhere just because we know what he can do with just a few touches, and he's getting targeted like he's... He's getting targeted like he is sort of a true number two option there uh, in that offense. I think if that volume continues, uh, if you look at any of his metrics, any, any of the advanced stats, like any of his air yards, all the stuff like that, it all checks out from an opportunity standpoint. So I think D.D. Westbrook's a guy that you'd probably be able to get at extremely low ownership that I'm pretty interested in. I think that probably, you know, we talked about Mike Davis is one way that you can get away from having to deal with the Jalen Ramseys and the A.J. Bouyes of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that Jimmy Graham, you know, that's another guy who you can kind of get away from those guys from. Uh, he has been um, he has been uh, questionable this week and was a non-participant on Wednesday. I believe he got a limited practice in uh, on Thursday. So we'll be we'll have to keep keep a keep a close eye on how he looks uh, coming into the weekend, but you know, maybe Jimmy Graham. What about ASJ in, uh, in that game? ASJ Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like no, ASJ. Nobody too. in, nobody yeah, in ASJ's Titans Cardinals. Did I, um, Titans. Well, no, Larry. Fitzgerald. I mean, sneaky. Any, then, any sneaky guys? Um, if I'm. Nah. I, well, what about playing Blaine, Blaine Gabbert? I. Yeah, I'd, I'd call that sneaky. <laughs> no interest. I mean, he's been pretty good. It just, I mean. If you've watched him, I mean, did you see what he did versus Jacksonville? Why? Why have we not? I mean, he he had he he put up he put up a nineteen point he, he like he has a he has a nineteen point three four point median this season. This is going to be by four, this is going to be his second easiest matchup of the whole year, um, and his easiest matchup versus another AFC South team in the Houston Texans. He had a twenty one point five pointer that was at Houston. This game's at home uh, versus versus Tennessee. I think that. I think that Blaine Gabbert's reasonable to maybe play in cash. I think if I were going to be playing this slate, I might have to play him just because of the players who I want are so expensive and there are not too many too many pay down options. I think other than him, I can't, and the, the reason is I like Larry Fitzgerald. I kind of like a cheap Ricky Seals Jones too. So those would be my sneaky options. Why are we Why are we not talking about uh, Delaney Walker this week? We were on him last week and it paid off. Oh, we need to be. We need. Uh, well, just look at what Travis. Look at what, um, or no, uh, Delaney Walker. So he's playing the only eight percent of the time. He's returned yeah. three times value. Well, he hadn't. He hadn't been getting touchdowns until recently. Um, I don't know. I think that. How bad? What does the matchup tool have for this? Arizona's always so sh- terrible for tight ends. Is it? Is it been like? Yeah, let me Delaney look Walker. Year. It's middle. It's middling. I know, I know it's it middling. Eighteen. It's the number eighteen matchup. Yeah, I mean it's 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 gotten a little I mean, the, bit better in recent weeks because of a couple because they, and that's because of a couple of big performances by uh, I'd have to look back and see, but I remember there have been a couple of big tight end performances versus them that have been outliers, and this is the time of the season when the matchup tool starts taking um, last last five weeks performance into consideration a little bit heavier. So, uh, but that's just generally not a good well, matchup. So do you I'm not trying to get him in. I think is, I'm on this slate. Of, yeah, is the bottom line basically with a great matchup at $4,600, we're just going to be rolling with Hunter Henry in the late slate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 4600 versus 5700 Yes. No, number five matchup versus number 18 matchup. One guy's hitting 3X that hitting, – hitting 3X his salary this week 40% of the time. One guy's hitting 3X his salary this week only 8% of the time. Give me the guy in the better matchup who I think is the better tight end 
um, who's the better tight end right now at this point in his career. And who probably I, is it a hot take to say that I think Hunter Henry's going to turn out to be a better tight end on the career than Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker's been a real good one, but I have that same kind of belief in, in Hunter Henry. Um, so give me give give me uh, give 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 me that guy that gets to value literally five times more often at his price this week. Than, the Chargers than, than would be absolutely Walker. thrilled if Hunter Henry turned out to be like. Is that a hot take? I'm just Delaney Walker's been a pretty good blocker in his career, I believe. That's the only thing we'd need to examine. I, I, I don't think it's a hot take. I think it's reasonable. It, it's a little bit hot. Delaney Walker's a good player. We love Hunter Henry. <laughs> we told you guys. You weren't. There's a lot of this stuff from the training camps people worried about after week one or week two, but it just takes a little time for that stuff to take root over the course of the season. You've seen it, Hunter Henry, far and away the highest snap count. Tied in on the Chargers roster, and he's been absolutely sick for Roster Watch Nation lately. Alex, uh, before I got a run here, when it comes to the late slate defenses, I've kind of got an asterisk next to the Broncos, a very cheap Seahawks defense. And then obviously every week of the season, you got to consider the Jaguars defense. Uh, Las Vegas happens to like the Titans a little bit. Any thoughts there or on any other defenses in the afternoon slate? I, I mean... I say just go probably go. I go to Chargers. <laughs> I pay all the way up. I just get it done. Those guys can get after you. I think that uh, Kirk Cousins is. They've had some issues there along the along the uh, offensive line. I think that he's a guy who is. You know they're gonna they're gonna have their set number of dropbacks in this game. They're gonna get their sacks. Um, I feel like they're, you know, if you just look at it. Well, Mo, playing, Mo, Morgan Moses um, is out, and I know Trent Williams that says that he's not healthy. So that is definitely, definitely worth yeah, a strong, so, yeah. strong uh, consideration. I mean, you look at, you look at, you look at them. They get, they've gotten you double digit points this season uh, since since week five. They've gotten you double digit points in all but two games, and the last three they've gotten you eleven, nine, or the last four, eleven, nineteen, twenty five, and ten. Um, you know, those have been versus kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of middling teams: Jacksonville, Buffalo, Dallas, and Cleveland. But you know, even against teams like, even against New England, you know, they they didn't dudge you whenever you know going up against a great team by still getting you a three pointer in that one. Going up against a team like Oakland, who has some firepower, still got you six in that one. Uh, going up against a New York Giants team that hadn't imploded yet and actually put up twenty seven points on them in that one, they still got up to 10 points on DraftKings. So uh, that's a team that I'm, you know, I, I feel most comfortable with the Chargers. I love Melvin Ingram. I love Joey Bosa. I think that their, I think that their corners are going to give Josh Dawson By the way, Dawson has you know, an absolute I, horrendous playoff schedule with Hayward, Patrick Peterson, and Aqib Tlaib and crew on deck after that. So you can pretty much forget about him the rest of the way unless – Unless you're in desperation, I like that Chargers play because you know what? Even at the most expensive defense on the slate at 3600 in the afternoon slate, Alex, 3600 is still a palatable price. It's not the most expensive we've ever seen. I can live with that. I can uh, really get on board with that, man. Are you ready to boogie? Yeah, who's your favorite play on the whole slate? The whole slate. The whole slate overall. I mean, it seems like it's got to be Gio Bernard, Josh Gordon, 
<laughs> they're they're gonna hit, this is the same for me. They're gonna be so highly owned, man. We're gonna have to figure out if 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 we're gonna be able to get off these guys at tournaments or whether we're just gonna eat this chalk. But it'll be a, it'll be a fun discussion to have as we move forward through the weekend. This has been the Roster Watch Podcast. Please give us a good rating and a review in iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at Roster Watch. You can find all of our content, the DFS cheat sheets, and all of our other tools for both in season fantasy football and for off season NFL draft analysis, like you cannot find anywhere else. That is at Roster Watch. Dot com. So for Byron Lambert, I am Alex Dunlap. This is the Roster Watch podcast brought to you by all of Roster Watch Nation, our maniacal community of supporters at rosterwatch.com. We will see you next time. Yeah.